0: So stupid, he comes across in front of me every single time he overtakes.
1: Why did he
2: want me to go off the track? No! Stop talking to be in the braking zone! There are three things in life that are certain. Death, taxes, and... Wait, his middle name is Ronald? Welcome back to Motorsport 101.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you! mate.
3: not you are the world!
4: Yeah, that was exciting. Right. Hey, guys. Andre Harrison back in again with episode 248 of Motorsport 101. This is part two of a doubleheader recording. So if you're listening to this, chances are you already listened to 247. And hence, you know that me going through the general housekeeping of an intro is probably not worth your time.
1: So shout out again to Ryan King. Hello. Yes, I on this episode, I promise not to botch the years that important events in world history happen no guarantees rj o'connell hello sir
2: track mania and f1 2020 are good also shout out support of the program resi for being a low-key track mania monster yeah giving uh, me that work
4: yeah absolutely no surprises there cam buckley hello sir
3: hello uh, it's good to see that team penske is doing their own kobe bryant tribute By taking every race that they're leading, crumpling them up, and throwing them in the trash.
4: Kobe. Um, And Chris DeHarday. Hello, sir.
0: Hello, hello. Uh, We're going to have a lot to talk about, especially with IndyCar, NASCAR, and a bunch of other random fun things. Great being back.
4: Alrighty, righty. Um, basically, you can find us absolutely real quick. YouTube and Facebook.com forward slash Motorsport 101. Twitter at Motorsport underscore 101. You can find all our handles in our bios for that one as well. Uh, Motorsport101.com, our website. And if you like us on Patreon, you can back us there. Patreon.com forward slash Motorsport 101. $5 gets you early access to all of our shows. $10 gets you early access. And you can listen to these shows live as they're being recorded in our Discord server. Uh, shout out to everyone that stuck around for the second half of this recording. And after this quick musical interlude, we'll be back to talk about IndyCar at Road America. Uh, shout out to friend of the show, Elizabeth Blackstock For, for telling us that earlier And uh, that was news to me And I'm still kind of in shock
2: over that one So, uh yeah. <laughs> It's probably That's... just been on his Wikipedia page Just right. lying in plain sight For all of us to discover Until yep. one moment Where we all need it most Chris, you weren't at Road America A lot uh, of people were nah. Too many people yeah they, uh, right. they announced
0: that they were not going to They were gonna welcome a lot of fans back. I didn't see anything about uh restrictions on how many people or areas and I'm like Yeah, might not be a good idea to go in the middle of a global pandemic. Your uh your your Toyota Corolla
3: has to be thanking the pandemic for all this reduction in yearly miles.
0: Yeah, I you know, it's funny. I got the car just over four years ago and I've put seventy five thousand seven hundred something miles on it and um yeah, it's, it's thanking wow. me right now for not being <laughs> driven because it's gone all over the Mercy. place.
2: Mercy.
4: <laughs> no I mean, it's, it's more a, races, a, it's
0: a, please. It's a Toyota. It's going to last forever. Although, I mean, you could just ask King about the car. He drives literally the same exact make, model, variation of that model, and year of car I drive.
1: Yep. Try the literal exact same you car, say You, say, t-
3: you say Toyota's last forever. You clearly never watch Le Mans.
0: <laughs> oh, Let's oh, be wow. nice. Th- let's be nice. We don't have to go there. I mean, you're not wrong, <laughs> but you didn't have to say it. I mean, good lord. Though, <laughs> <laughs> Th- to, to, go,
1: to be completely transparent, Road America did give uh, a mass to everyone who attended the race. Oh, good. It was their choice on whether they wore the mask or not. Unfortunately, <laughs> now, what's the point of that?
0: <laughs> they left it
3: up to their own volition, and unfortunately, as we saw in quite a few pictures, a lot of people said "fuck them."
0: I mean, I knew this was going to happen. I I covered one night of Indiana Midget Week back in late June, and in the, I took some mm. pictures of the crowd, which I shared in the Discord server. Uh, you might have counted a handful of masks in the entire crowd yeah. over at uh, I think it was Lincoln Park Speedway that where I was at over in Putnamville, um, mm. and it just it was it was really sad because you know these same people are going to ask the question you know why can't we have the Indy 500? And it's like it's your you... fault. Yeah, come on. Yeah,
2: as in the words well, of uh... this is this is your fault that. Chris's family can't go to the Indy 500 for the first time in years.
0: Look, years in the words years. of
3: Batman, it's not for you. It's to protect the people you care about.
0: My dad made the decision um, last month that this would be the first 500 that he will miss since 1978 because you know him and my mom are both in the mid-60s, and they decided that this year it really was not worth it. I mean, you look at other people that decide not mm. to go. Russell Van Trees, the very first person that spoke during the 2016 Indy 500 intro that year, the 100th running was his 90th. Yeah, he missed out Christ. on 2018 because of a of fall, or 2019 because of a fall, Ooh. and this year was going to be his like 92nd or 93rd, and he said, uh, "This year I'm not going because of the pandemic." If that guy's not going to go, watch out because something might go down.
3: Yeah, that says a lot, really. Um, about, there's about no, there's no reason to try and go when, you know, circumstances could make it the last 500 you ever get a chance to go to.
2: Hey, uh, Man City fans. Uh, you like to brag about having 100 points. Scott Dixon's already been yeah. there. Death <laughs> taxes
3: Scott Dixon and Michael Cannon, racking up their third win. Ronald,
2: Ronald McDixon. Ronald
3: McDixon. Um...
2: But it wasn't all plain sailing. No, because for a while it looked like my boy, my boy Joseph Newgarden was in the captain's seat, ready to take the he victory. He was
3: demolishing the field in the first half of this race, and until then he goes in, his team makes a perfect pit stop, and then he stalls it twice. Oh. as I said, a double stall. Pensky and the drivers out here just Kobeing every opportunity for a win straight into the trash barrel right Bang!
4: <laughs> what a shot by Kobe and yeah it's uh it, 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 it new garden was going to absolutely clean the clocks of the field by the looks of it and then like I said he had a uh, he had a double stall in the pits and that Put him back down the order, um, tried to get back into play, but on one of the multiple caution restarts we got, he ended up uh, destroying a set of his tyres by flat spotting them by locking up into turn one. It was just a scruffy race for the pole sitter Newgarden in, 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 in and in race one in unfortunate circumstances. Um, and that, and that, opened the, that opened the door for the other guys in the field.
2: Yes, it did and open the door for uh, for a couple legends Scott Dixon and Will Power. It's a battle More. for the victory. More We's- finger trouble
3: in the pit stops. Will Power's crew, Will Power's leading the race just ahead of Dixon, starts pulling a gap. They come in for pit stops after a caution where uh, Patricio Award just fucking cleaned Connor Daly
2: out. Remember this, it comes back later. Yeah. yeah, first we had Jack Harvey going off course Damn it you don't. Break failure. Oh, Jack uh,
3: break, Catastrophic brake failure. failure After, again, this Andretti-Shank combination is fast They pre-qualified in the front row Was running top he, five Jack Harvey's gonna win a race this year if he keeps doing this They're yeah. gonna get there He's got so much pace in that car
2: Within yeah. two laps of them cleaning up the caution for that uh, Yeah, yeah Connor Daly, Patricio Ward, they go into the corner together and Patricio gives him the mother of all, uh, uh, hip checks into the tires. That yeah. looked bad.
3: Yeah, and, uh, Daly had a pretty big crash. They go into the pits and Power's team does the pit stop and then you have the rear jackman standing there dick
2: in hand watching Scott Dixon <laughs> drive <laughs> around them. Quote well, Power, I don't know what happened on the pit stop there. Yeah, <laughs> we it
3: had it, 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 If you watch the clip of They just have the car sitting in the air All the work is done and the guy looks back Oh that's Scott Dixon, oh shit <laughs> I don't get it like,
4: Who doesn't get distracted by Scott Dixon in a racing car I mean it's a perfectly natural thing to happen <laughs> yeah. it, was, oh. it was
3: another It was another in a series of silly errors um, And Dixon and Power Fought to the flag Dixon, uh Dixon was able to keep track position, despite the fact that half the
2: field lost their minds, and we had what
3: three late cautions.
2: All right, yeah, we had three late cautions. The Harvey one, the Daly and Award one, Dalton Kellett Dalton uh, got well. it, got stuck in the sand trap. Oh, jeez poor guy, just making up the numbers.
4: Yeah, just uh, just a brutal uh, one when we when we got when we got green flag running again. Um, Dixon would go on to lead comfortably in the end. Power just did not have an answer for him in, 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 clean air. Dixon would go on to win by just over two and a half seconds. The highlight of the second half of the race for me though, uh, was the third place, man. Alex
3: Palou on the podium. Oh, no. Super Yo. formula alum.
2: Yo, Let's go. Cam the the theme of this uh, this uh discussion of IndyCar this week is going to be watch super formula.
3: Yep, watch Alex super Taylor formula. Did a
2: damn good job today coming from 14th on the grid to finish third and doing so while having to hold off a former series champion in Ryan Hunter-Ray to get there. That's yeah. not a that's not an easy task. Yeah, And Ryan Hunter-Ray as well.
3: First yeah. really good weekend from him in a long time. It's good to see.
4: Yeah great 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 racing from the pair of them great to see Ryan Hunter Ray there in fourth as, as mentioned what to mention Will Power was in second in the end Colton Herter, another great drive from him in fifth um leading the Andrettis there as well his, so, uh, t- I
3: have to say Colton Herter, his hair gets more magnificent every time we see it we have a yeah. head replacement
4: damn. in the works yeah, he does have great hair um, Santino Ferrucci in 6th less said about him the better but a good drive from him Graham Rahal in 7th was running as high as 2nd at 1 point um just ended up slipping down the order in the second half of the race um patricio award in eighth more on him later not now sato just behind him in ninth marcus erickson 10th for chip ganassi charlie Kimball 11th simon Pagano just wasn't really at the races on this one um he is not- so
3: bad in qualifying right now what happened
4: yeah, he's not looking great out there. Like seventeenth in race one, didn't he stop? Was it twentieth in race two, Cam?
3: Twenty-second, twenty-second. Yeah. Yeesh! Imagine qualifying nowhere it, in in quali right now. His race pace ain't that bad. In fact, his race pace last weekend was really good. The Alex Rins
4: of IndyCar uh, in twelfth place for Simon Pagenaud. Renus VK in 13th. Joseph Newgarden, as mentioned, his scruffy race would put him in 14th in the end. Oliver Askew, 15th. Zach Veach, 16th. Max Chilton, 17th. Last man on the lead lap ahead of Felix. Rosenquist in 18th. Alex Rossi, who was, again, bumped off earlier on, just having a wretched time in in 19th place for Rossi on that one. And the four big DNFs we mentioned earlier, Dalton Kellett, binned it, um, unfortunately. Um, Connor Daly was yeeted off uh, by uh, Patricio Award. Again, The again another Hamilton hip check uh, on, on that one, if you want to make the jokes about that one. Marco Andretti had a mechanical breakdown. Um, they, mm. they, they had trouble towing him off the track at one point, poor guy. Um, just sums up his weekend, really. And Jack Harvey, as mentioned, colossal brake failure going into turn one. Uh, his black and pink livery is now brown. Um, he was in 23rd. Yikes. Yikes. Big yeah,
2: yikes. You want to know some big yikes, though. Alexander Rossi, at this point, is sitting 22nd in the standing. So by the time we get to race two, the following morning, he is being interviewed by James Hinchcliffe for NBC Sports. Hmm. James Hinchcliffe, who is working this week as a pit reporter for NBC and not driving. And Hinchcliffe, still ahead of Alexander Rossi in the points.
4: Oh, <laughs> That's how bad a time Alex Rossi has had of it in, in recent times. But uh, yeah, not great for for, for for Alex Rossi. A guy that, again, we all consider probably a top two or three guy in the field on, on, on sheer performance and talent. But uh,
0: don't worry, he would come good. In the most entertaining team. driver in North America in my opinion. Yeah,
1: talking to Racer Magazine, he told Marshall Pruitt that he pretty much has... He, he pins his... Lack of speed down to A lack of on track running The fact that there are no practice sessions
3: mm-hmm. Well that, in that sense he's a little bit similar To Kyle Busch in NASCAR Who has been you know Kyle Busch is arguably the most talented driver In all of NASCAR mm. And that shows in what he can do What what we've seen him do for years But in this year without a lot of practice To get running on the car To hone the setup He's just been nowhere And Rossi's very much the same way Indeed. Should we we get into race two?
2: God, race two. (laughs) Again, let's continue the theme. Watch Super Formula. Because that's from where our two protagonists of this story. Well, it was looking like it was just going to be one. And it was just going to be one very commanding first victory for Patricio Award. So let's lay out the scene for you. This time last year, he is... I think this time last year, he's doing his one and only Formula 2 appearance as a newly minted Red Bull Junior in between missing the Indy 500 in his first action as a Red Bull Junior and a half season of Super Formula.
3: This after having a Harding-Steinbrenner seat until Mike Harding forgot the money.
2: This (laughs) after his... The man with him on the front row, Colton Hurta. It's a Patricio Ward, Colton Hurta front row, just like Indy Lights in 2018. 2017, he's in IMSA's prototype challenge. You know, the proverbial punching bag category of yes, the IMSA WeatherTech series. Talk about a um, talk about
3: a tumultuous couple of, of uh, career paths.
2: Yeah, 2016, he was just running on race weekend to race weekend deals just to be in what is now Indy Pro 2000.
0: And Road America is where his season fell apart in 2016 because that year he won like five out of the first six races. And then starting at Road America, his season just went on a complete nosedive and he lost the title that year to Aaron Tielitz. With the scholarship money he would have won that year, he would have gone to Indy Lights in 2017. Um Instead, he had to go to IMSA for a year and then went to Indy Lights in 2018 and win the title there for Andretti Harding, uh, not Harding, Andretti Autosport. Yeah. So mm.
2: suffice to say, Patricio has been through a lot. A lot, a lot, a lot. And this day, it was looking like he was about to break out in a big way with this first win because he was only giving up the lead during the pit cycles. He led 43 of these damn laps out of 55. Mm-hmm. This was
3: awesome. Enter King Felix.
1: Though, we, we should mention, okay. he did start the race on pole, and he won yeah. pole in a weird session where qualifying was at what, 10 a.m.? <laughs> really? 10 a.m.,
3: we didn't mention it. Uh, once again, going with the theme of Penske doing everything they can to not win, Newgarden was looking very fast until
2: he had an issue on his car. Oof. I would also like to point out that as we were coming off the high of Lando Norris's fifth place finish in Styria uh, was also about the same time that Pato took pole position. So yeah, everything rough. is coming up McLaren. Yeah, and, and
1: I, I mentioned Pato starting on pole because uh, it was bit clear of a slow was, getaway. Yeah, bit it was of a slow. he was not used to being the pace setter of a of a rolling start, uh, mm-hmm. and that caused a bit of chaos behind him. Just a he bit, you off, say. Yeah.
3: Yeah, we got a bit of a bunch up at the start.
1: It was a bunch up at the start, multiple
4: incidents of cars going free wide. So you had a feeling someone was going to get tagged, and unfortunately, the poor victim was Ryan Hunter Ray. Who was uh, tapped? He spun. He's going into the gravel trap sideways at 100 miles an hour. Thankfully, he was okay. There was a second car caught up in a turn two incident as well. because
1: No, no, before that, yeah. in a separate incident, Jack Harvey also spins. Yep, yeah, Harvey
4: yeah. spins as well. Sorry, I forgot to mention that. Thanks, King. And then at turn two, like, Will Power and Graham Rahal bump wheels.
2: Power was just attracting people like yeah, a yeah. magnet.
1: Yes. Yeah, p- oh. Power was the person Who sent Hunter Ray Hunter Ray yeah, around see, say,
3: uh, <laughs> Into turn one I don't know I feel like If you watch it from the front It looks like Hunter Ray squeezes power But it's, uh, it's hard to squeeze
1: someone Who is completely behind you yeah. right, so, He was fully
2: alongside So, right within a split second, uh, Power hooks Hunter Ray. At the same time, Ferrucci hooks Harvey. They come to the Nets corner. uh, Power and Ray Hall bang wheels. Ray Hall dips just enough on the grass to spin the tires and pinball off of, I want to say, is that. Phoenix Rosenquist. Was that Yeah, Yeah, it was was Rosenquist. Rosenquist.
1: Oh, funny.
2: Yeah. So, just a big old mess.
1: A big old mess. Yeah. Pretty much. Uh Hunter Ray goes off in a direction that no one expects anyone to go off of this track, so he goes straight into a concrete wall. Uh so he's done.
3: Yeah. Yep. Yeah, he's done. Graham Ray Hall. Um Graham Ray Hall kinda got hip checked by mm. power, which wouldn't have been that bad because you see that all the time in IndyCar, only he got on the curb, lost it on the curb and hooked the end of a concrete wall with the left rear of his car. And the wall oh, we, should we,
0: we should say the wall was jutted out towards the tracks to leave yeah. a safety to leave a lane so that safety trucks could leave that part of the track leave I think it was at the exit of turn 3 is when Power and Ray Hall yes. got into it so they were closer mm-hmm. to turn 4 and Ray Hall hit just the very edge of that concrete wall where the safety trucks are allowed to get Pat out behind there to go you know, grab cars that are spinning But that wall ooh That, that wall did at least $100,000 worth of damage to Graham's car If not completely tubbed it The way he hit that thing It it hurt, it looked like it hurt But Ray Hall got out of the car It and was at the numb. worst possible angle, wasn't it? Yeah, it, it, was really it, wasn't it really wasn't the worst, was angle, it the have have worst angle But Ray Hall got out of the car Said he felt fine after the uh, incident Yeah, yeah and well. uh, if
3: you remember If you watch NASCAR Um you remember Mark Martin's incident where his car got impaled on the end of the pit At road. Michigan. Very similar to that. Very similar crash to <sighs> that. Mm-hmm.
1: But though thankfully again the road course is designed in a way that the the opening is always in the opposite opposite of the direction of travel.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Right. And um yeah car was wiped out Ray Hall was okay until the post crash interview where both he and Ryan hunter Ray... <laughs> <laughs> kind of went off on Will Power, just a little bit. Yeah,
2: yeah. Will Power actually got... Uh, he First, he got himself a uh, a penalty restart at the back of the field, uh, and then he spun just as we went back to green. <laughs> Not, Not a good, a day, good day for Will.
4: No. no. No, but uh, as we got to the climax of the race, uh, Padua Ward is being gunned down at the end of the Grand Prix by King Felix. And the brilliant crescendo we got was with two laps to go, they are racing side by side um, all the way through the infield section of the track. And honestly, I was bricking it for one moment because I thought Paddo's not going to clip him at the same corner he did daily yesterday, did he? Um, yes. Thankfully, Paddo yielded. Phoenix <laughs> goes round the outside on that right-hander just before the dip. Um, yeah, I should
3: it- say uh, the the final stint was set up by uh, the team. They... they- I don't quite understand this. They put Pato on used, used, reds. Uh, used reds, used soft yeah. tires. The soft
2: option tire. Rosenquist option had tire newer, tire. harder, uh, black walled
0: prime tires.
2: Yeah, and, and he just, the tires just went off on Pado.
0: If I may say, that's the exact same scenario yeah. that Felix had when he was going against Scott Dixon at mid-Ohio last year. He was on blacks and Scott was on reds.
4: And yep. uh, Rosenquist lost by literally a nose. Um, and
1: speaking of Connor Daly, he was involved it, in that last hit.
3: Remember yeah. how Connor Daly got sent careening into the Shadow Realm by one Patricio Award? Well, <laughs> <that> he, <laughs> he decided mm-hmm. he was going to pay back the favor. He came out after a pit stop right behind, or he, he came out right ahead well, right of, right of Patricio right ahead Award. Of. He, and it, he had let Pato by. And then got right up on his ass and chased him around for what?
2: Didn't this come up with Daly like in his rookie year where he didn't get out of a driver's way? Because if you don't know, uh, North American etiquette when it comes to being put your first lap down is a little bit different. Is that you're... It's generally more accepted that you can race to stay on the lead lap. Right. Yeah, because unlike in Formula 1,
1: if a safety car comes out in Formula One, everyone gets to go past the the safety car and get back on yeah, the lead lap. Car's
4: gonna overtake.
1: That's not the case that's not the case in North America. If you're a lap down, you're a lap down, no matter if the safety car comes out or not. Right. Meaning that it is very important you remain on the lead lap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah.
3: And Connor, he he was well within his rights to fight, but he took it a bit far where he <laughs> made it a point to uh make Pato's life a little tougher than otherwise.
1: Yes. So we should, I think it's important to note that when he came out of the pit stop on fresh tires, he did let Pato by. He gave Pato mm-hmm. a chance to drive away. Only problem is Pato used tires and Daly on fresh tires. Obviously Connor was going to
2: be yeah. faster. Right. Didn't Daly himself say that like, Hey, I wasn't trying to hold him up. Yeah.
0: Well, of course I he mean, would. have set. He ended up driving away <laughs> by like ten seconds and actually gained two positions by unlapping himself in the last few laps. Yo. Yeah. 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 The exchange of was getting to
4: do it.
3: yeah, and the but the exchange of getting past uh, Patricio definitely cost Pato some time, kind of dropped him into the clutches of Felix, and then as you said, they went side <laughs> by side. Pato was on full oppo out of one of the corners, <laughs> squirming next to Rose- <laughs> was like Yeah, I was
1: worried he's. Yeah, I was worried he was going to take both of them
3: out. That yeah. He
1: was going to take himself and
3: Relix This is going to be an airplane crash if these two make <laughs> right,
0: right, Screams
2: and Mimo well, get we should also <laughs> well,
0: I should also preface this by saying this was actually a lot closer than what it could have been. Felix's last pit stop, there was a mistake made, or second pit stop, there was a mistake mm-hmm. made and it yeah. cost him like five Not or six seconds. Not the first one either.
3: So, Not the first one. Multiple mistakes in the pits and also poor... Uh... Felix wasn't great within laps uh, that day. He would always lose time in the pit stop exchange and then have to run Pato down.
4: Right, and but like I said, it, it, it crescendoed at the end. It came through. Um, oh, such a good pass!
2: What a good moment! What yeah. a you get vibes of when Dario Franchitti after a kind of tough rookie year, and Rosenquist was rookie of the year, but you right. get the vibes like. When Dario won his first race, that kind of opened the floodgates for him. There's a similar feeling going on with Felix now that he's finally got that first W on the board. Well, he's always had the speed.
3: He's just never quite been able to put it all together. Now he has. Now he knows how.
1: Indeed. And, like, it, it wasn't just a good day for Rosenquest. A lot of other younger drivers outside of Rosenquest and really had their day in the sun this weekend. Mm.
2: Are we allowed to count Alexander Rossi as one of those uh, young, up-and-coming <laughs> no. drivers? No, <laughs> not. not quite. Not, not anymore.
3: <laughs> not yeah. but... Uh... Maybe a couple years ago. And also, notice how we didn't mention Scott Dixon. Scott Dixon was having a pretty quiet day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you need to tell me Scott enough. Dixon
2: didn't win.
3: Scott yeah. Dixon not only didn't win; he was having a bit of a quiet day, just running, you know, fifth, sixth place, and then yeah. he pulled a new garden and stalled it in the pit lane. Yeah,
1: and stalled in the pit oh. lane, and that caused him to be the last Chip Ganassi driver in a three-car Ganassi lineup, which is,
3: oh,
1: <laughs> that's something you would never hear or even consider.
3: Even this season It's like when, yeah, he's he went undefeated before this It's like, at the Rolex 24 On average, he was the slowest driver In the Wayne Taylor car Scott Dixon, the slowest driver of four
2: Let's big up Marcus Erickson For going 16th to finish 4th That's his best day in a while That's his From, best
3: race in IndyCar. car, I'll say I would say
4: so yeah. Probably even more so than the podium he got at Detroit last year Yeah
0: because Road America, like the, just the way that the track is it, it rewards drivers that get the strategy right And yeah, he got everything 100% right to finish for it. So yeah, definitely a great job, Marcus Erickson Driving for the best team name in all of IndyCar Husky, Husky. Chocolate Husky Chip chocolate. Racing you love hashtag, to see it. Husky
3: Chocolate Chip you know, uh, you know they probably had a deal with more money on the table But they took
2: that one for the meme
4: Oh yeah. Sometimes you I go think it's wild
2: go. <laughs> I think it's wild that Colton and Santucci finish fifth and sixth in back to back races. That's that kind of kind of of nuts.
1: I, I think it's wild we live in a world where three years ago we were shocked that Ganassi contracted down from three cars to just one. And now they expanded back to three, and they're
3: way better. Yeah, I think that, <laughs> back then they were just overextending themselves. I think they've got the people in place now. They've got the right team structure right. where three cars isn't a burden
2: anymore. Right, yeah, because uh, I'll say this. Um, Felix Rosenquist is a step better than Charlie Kimball in the sunset of his career and mm-hmm. Matt Chilton.
0: And not only yeah. that, you're and, looking at uh, a situation where you've got Michael Cannon joining... Scott dixon you know the ultimate yeah. game shark cheat code of any race engineer in indycar um yeah they they match each other perfectly
4: it works it just works uh running down the rest of the rule the real quick like i mentioned felix uh, rosenquist winning his first indycar race ahead of paddo award of a career high finish in second uh, alex rossi ran off the podium in third good comeback from him but alex
3: rossi
2: he actually had a good day we didn't even mention him yeah, 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 that's why I was saying he is mm. one of those young, up and coming drivers finally breaking through with a yeah. great result this season in 2020.
4: Yeah, exactly. Like yeah, that.
2: That, that Indy
3: 500, that wasn't your breakthrough. This is your breakthrough. No, nah, no, nah,
4: Yeah, it was, just, it was, it was expected. Uh, Colton Herter and Satsuchi, fifth and sixth. Alex Palou, another solid drive from him in seventh. Takuma Sato, eighth. Joseph Newgarden, ninth. Charlie Kimball in the top 10 again. Good drive from him from in the Foyt car. Willpower scruffy as all hell. Was never at the races in 11th place in the end. Um, Scott Dixon, 12th. Again, not the best drive from Dixon second time round, but not really having very many title contenders actually punish him for it. Funny that in the end. Uh, Simon Pagano, 13th. Renus VK, 14th. Max Chilton, 15th. Zach Feach, 16th. Jack Harvey, again, never really got from the spin out in 17th. Connor Daly, 18th. Um, He did say on the lead lap in the end. Funny that. Uh, And uh, again, uh, Marco Andretti and Dalton Keller a lap down in 19th and 20th. Uh, Three DNFs. uh, Oliver Askew finished a couple of laps down. He ran off course. And then, of course, the two incidents on the opening lap, Hunter Ray and Graham Rahal failing to finish on those occasions. Uh, championship standings in IndyCar after five races now uh, Scott uh, yeah it's only four races isn't it yeah it's four my bad um, yeah uh, Scott Dixon on 173 points he still has a 54 point lead in the standings right now <laughs> um, as you do um, again Colton Herter, second in the championship right now at 119 Mr. Uh,
2: Consistency Colton Herter. <laughs>
4: who, who'd have funk it uh, Simon Pagenaud is now joint third with Pado O Ward in on 110 points. Pagano ahead on countback. Crazy. Uh. Uh, Joseph Newgarden in fifth on 106. Marcus Ericsson is sixth in the championship on 93 points. Uh, Wild. He's ahead of Will Power, who has 92. Um, Again, amazing scenes. Scenes. Limbs everywhere. King Felix up to eighth on 88 points. He's dead level with Graham Rahal on 88 as well. And Santucci in the top ten. Tenth place. 87 points. Uh, IndyCar returns this weekend at Iowa for not one, but two races. Uh, Look out for the uh, unique qualifying format um, as well where... They're going to do their usual two lap qual- They're going to do the usual two lap qualifying session. However, this time, uh, the individual laps will determine the grids for races one and two respectively. So your first lap will set the grid for race one, and the uh, second lap will set the grid for race two. Uh, so keep off an eye on that one on on, uh, on Saturday morning, it totally won't be confusing when it's explained in real time. Uh, <laughs> have fun with that so yeah, Iowa this weekend um, yeah, double header on that one let's get into the news we did get a little bit of breaking news before we just started part 2, it regards Alex Zanardi um, news is uh, it, it looks like uh, they, he's going to they're going to start the process now of bringing him out of the medically induced coma that he was uh, put in as a result of his injuries and that horrible accident that he had, so uh, uh, not much more to explain than that again, they're saying his psychological status is still obviously up in the air but uh, hopefully, fingers crossed, um, we see positive signs as they bring him out of this coma so of course, as always Forza addicts, we're all with you um, here at M101, and of course, continued best wishes to Alex and the family um, up there. Um, I, yeah, the, the 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 quite the contrast now because we're going from uh, we're going from a a serious story to a complete opposite of that because uh, ladies and gentlemen, we're back for another round of Fight Club. <sighs> <laughs>
2: Out the scene here for you because uh, because this involves a couple of short track drivers, uh, Doug Barnes Jr., uh, the aggrieved against the uh, against rival Tyler Hughes. Now, in the wreck that precedes this, Tyler Hughes got pretty shaken up. He has since um, posted videos on Facebook saying he had a concussion from the initial wreck that started this whole brouhaha. Stayed overnight at the hospital. He's back, it looks like he's doing good Which is good to see So with that laid out, knowing that everybody For the most part is going to be fine Seven seconds Of the wild. <laughs> I don't even know how to Describe
0: this <laughs> I'm just watching this on a loop Three, two, one Play
4: Okay, play And <laughs> <Whoa>!
2: <laughs> Oh my word! Yes. That is Doug Barnes Jr. running, balancing <laughs> himself on the concrete rope, going from the top rope with a <laughs> missile drop kick through the windshield. <laughs> Again, it's I'm glad it's it's kind of fucked up that he was doing this while Tyler Hughes was really shaken up. But I'm glad he's okay now. But holy Jesus,
4: that is that is a full Chuck Norris style dropkick through the windshield it's like I'm watching Walker Texas Ranger all over again, holy shit that, 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 that's incredible
2: that is prime Daniel Bryan coming off the top rope with a missile dropkick <laughs> oh, good lord what? that wow. is a Kyrie Sane diving elbow
4: amazing <laughs> horribly dangerous and completely irresponsible but uh, wow that's, that's but commitment But I love Big right
2: Newtons. <laughs>
4: <laughs> that's commitment right there. Oh, Lord. Motorsport
2: uh, 101 watches uh, Talladega Nights coming eventually. Uh, we also had uh, additional uh, fisticuffs in NASCAR's All-Star Race, which is not at Charlotte, but at Bristol Motor Speedway with limited crowds in attendance. Uh, But this actually takes place before the main event. This happens in the All-Star Open, where the three stage winners, plus the fan vote winner, automatically advance into the main show. But unfortunately, Uh, what are the odds on favorites to advance? Our good friend Daryl Wallace Jr., a.k.a. Bubble Wallace, uh, was knocked out of the proceedings early after he was dumped by noted former champ car guy, Michael McDowell.
3: Yeah, this was... uh I mean, typical Bristol short track racing, and then McDowell's just like, alright, uh, we're going on the straight here, I'm about to take a uh, hard left, right into this man's quarter panel, and he, uh, Bubba hit driver's side first. Just dumped him into the wall. Just dumped him into the wall. Bubba had some words to say after this. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this is genius.
2: Quote, what a joke that guy is. People say he's one of the nicest guys in the garage. Can't wait for the god fearing text that he's going to send me about <laughs> preaching of praise and respect.
4: I can't wait for the god fearing text. Wow. Un-
2: unfiltered. Even Amazing. better. Bubba Wallace took the bumper of his wreck card and dropped it at the at the door of Michael McDowell's hauler truck.
4: Oh brilliant. <laughs> That's remarkably petty. <sighs>
3: It, just like his team owner
2: yep. Living up is to fitting, his
3: name Fitting Richard, Richard Petty Motorsport yes. and Being petty
1: <laughs> It should yeah. be noted Bubba was pretty much At the top of the list To win the fan vote mm-hmm. And Tranch Rover to the, to the full race the Only issue is You need to have a car capable of being in the all-star race yeah. You need mm-hmm. to have a car Yeah, you need to have a car To win the fan vote because he got wrecked out, he didn't. Did ha-
0: he didn't have. A car. Although yeah. I, I it think went it came to, out later on that yeah. Quinn Boyer was actually leading the fan vote before this incident anyway. But yeah,
2: Boyer got a late surge. Um, but mm. yeah, just a tough week all around for Baba. Because like. Uh, Bristol attracted the uh, the kind of crowds that believe that coronavirus is just a leftist conspiracy theory. Um, they were being really shitty towards him, cheering when he got wrecked.
3: Yeah, there was. Uh, well, let's see. There was next to no masks in the stands. There was multiple n bombs chanted down from the uh, chanted down wow. from the stands when he got wrecked out. NASCAR, <sighs> you said you talk the talk now you need to fucking take action
2: you gotta that, walk the walk again you yeah. gotta walk this harder yeah
3: because that is un fucking acceptable no the worst thing is this race was pretty good chase yeah. elliott won and said uh, afterwards uh what are you gonna do with your million dollars i'm gonna back, i'm gonna have them back up a mountain dew truck to ryan blaney's house and have them unload 14 pallets of dew
2: Dude, they gave him a sword when
3: he won the race A sword Yeah, and then afterwards tweeted the Dr. Evil gif of One million dollars
4: Oh, excellent
3: That's outstanding We, we, We have no choice with this point of Chase Elliott, we have no choice but to stand a god.
0: I think NASCAR had the best tweet about this because they showed him in victory lane with the sword, oh, saying, "Oh God damn it!" You know, Chase Elliott finding out that his car is about to be finding out whether his car is cake or not. <laughs> there <laughs> oh. it is. <laughs> and this so one wasn't well, I, full of razor blades.
1: And NASCAR, you know, took the full opportunity of having this non-championship All Star race to experiment. As much as possible.
3: What, you mean like a, a package that actually, you
2: know, makes the cars race better wheel-to-wheel? No, no,
1: we gotta make the cars glow.
2: Oh, my God. <laughs> do yeah, y'all so... remember Need for Speed Underground and its sequel, Need for Speed Underground 2? Ride is I on do. the
3: stall. <laughs> yeah, um, they added neon to the back of these cars, color-coded to each manufacturer, and...
2: Why? Uh, yeah, it, it was it was so distracting that it took away from them moving the uh, the numbers further back towards no, the didn't. rear wheels.
3: No, <laughs> dude, I'm gonna be sick. The the Promotion. numbers looked so fucking stupid. All That's, they then the only reason they did this they didn't do this for stylistic choices. They did they did this it for to sponsors get, to get yeah. more advertising space on the cars. The only one I really liked was Matt Kenseth's car. But because Matt Kenseth drives the McDonald's car, therefore is cursed, he's not allowed to win.
2: He's, he's not driving a McDonald's car in IndyCar, therefore he is cursed never to win a race. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Though, guy. in fairness, they did make one substantial change that affected the racing. They introduced that good old short track staple of the Choose Cone.
2: I don't know what the Choose Cone is. I'm not versed in American short track racing.
1: Okay, so, RJ, you know how NASCAR double-file restarts work. Where yeah, I know that. You know, the lineup, uh, you know, you have, you know, first and second on the first row, third and fourth in the, in the second row, and so yeah. on and so forth. With the choose cone, uh, obviously, the leader normally gets to choose what side of the track they start mm-hmm. on. Uh, with the choose cone everyone gets to pick what side of the track they start on. Oh, meaning that, (laughs) meaning that, like, hey, one side's faster than the other, so maybe first, second, third, and fourth all take that side. Well, if you're the fifth place guy, you could choose to just play it safe, start in fifth in line on the faster side of the track, or you could take the risk of going to the other side of the cone and starting alongside the leader on the bad
3: side of the track.
0: Can we get this in F one? I would love it in F one. The
3: thing is, this actually worked pretty okay. We had some interesting restarts with this. Mm. Yeah, so interesting. May, may, maybe not the worst idea. You know, maybe if they move the numbers back, I'll be more supportive of it.
2: <laughs> I, I would be here for it. I I would love to see some of this weird. Look, it's 2020. It's time to get weird, and it's time to vote out our shitty governors who are making this pandemic worse. Alright, we yeah. got a lot to... We got a lot yeah. of... Uh, to, to follow up is... on that, you
3: know what? You'll get our Talladega Nights watch party when everyone wears a mask. <laughs>
4: <laughs> you know what? I can't argue with that. So shall it, so it be written, so shall it be done.
2: <sighs> right. F1 News. Got F1 a news. lot of extensions
1: mm-hmm. of existing deals. It seems like the, uh, the Mercedes camper settled in. Battery yep.
2: Botas to twenty twenty one. Though uh,
1: though we should we should point out those are rumors and speculations. Botas has not it's, been it's, officially. It's monolith. Yet.
3: It's monolith official. I, right. s-
4: <laughs> I spoke to Merva Callio about this on Fast Talkers. It is Apparently, all but confirmed. Apparently, in the next yep. in the next couple of rounds, they'll get it dotted the eyes and crosses the T's. But they are they, they are very insider. far along. They, they expect it to be done in the next couple of weeks. Basically, is what is what I've been told. um
2: Now, George Russell and Nicholas Latifi at Williams that is official. That is yes. confirmed. They're going to stay another year in 2021. That's good for Williams that they have that continuity, although some people would feel like, you know, maybe George deserves a seat at a higher up team.
4: no, no median. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Um classic
3: you, classic Mercedes leaving their young drivers to rot at a lower team. Hopefully this time the team doesn't actually die. Sorry, Pascal.
2: Mm. Esteban. But those those uh, signings are all well and good. It's good that George Russell and Nicholas Latifi are going to bring some continuity. Obviously, Botas is the smart pick to Mercedes, but that means no room at the end for Vettel. And he's not coming back to Ferrari. Oh, but you oh, see, man. he
3: is in contract talks with Mercedes, too.
1: Man, when that, when that Botas deal is official, I'm going to lose that bet.
2: <laughs> oh, I can't Remember, it's 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 $50. It's $50 to the uh to the mutual aid charity of your choice. Okay.
1: <laughs> Start writing the check. Wait, no, 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 no. I, I, no,
3: no, no. no. Being... Here's the thing, King. There's a way out. Because if they just bring a W10E next year, then he <laughs> is out of Mercedes.
2: Sebastian in, in Vettel fairness. is reportedly in talks to join Aston Martin with 2021. It came up in Build Magazine that apparently Racing Point can trigger an out clause to break things off with Sergio Perez mm-hmm. to bring in Vettel because that would also coincide with Racing Point becoming Aston Martin in 2021. Mm-hmm. And they would yeah. like to have a splash to introduce that era of the team.
1: Yes, and, and, and while Vettel racing for Aston Martin Mercedes, I won't consider it losing the bet. I'll still make the donation No, No, wait, happens. so
3: if that happens, then I think you both have to split the bet. You <laughs>
1: both have to you split
3: know
4: what? the bet. King, I'm down for that if you are. I'll call it a watch okay. if he ends up
3: at Tracing Point.
4: I'll, I'll, we'll we'll, 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 we'll <laughs> both do 50 bucks each. No, I, I,
3: I just
2: like how that is the name now. Yeah, but it's not going to be for much longer. It's going to be Aston Martin. Yeah,
3: right. Um, um, AKA
1: Faxton Martin. Well, if you think
2: <laughs>
3: Aston. <laughs> well, if you think AM is just AM is two thirds of AMG.
2: Well, 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 it oh my God! It's all connected. Oh, so Dre okay. had some feelings on this.
4: Um, Yeah, again, I wrote a written piece about this on the website where I debated with myself, the best debate party you could possibly have on the matter. Um, This sucks. And I'm a Sebastian Vettel fan and this sucks. Like, there's a reason I called it Alien vs. Predator and the reason why I called it that is because as that movie quotes, whoever wins we lose and I don't want to see sebastian vettel in an aston martin at sergio perez's ex- expense i just don't perez i've mentioned this before is one of the drivers of the decade he has been the undisputed king of the midfielders for most of this decade and let's not forget if you want to go into a really emotional standpoint about this he's the beating heart of, of, of the racing point team and mm. let's not forget, he saved them last year when he put the team in administration through his sponsors, so that they could basically start over and keep the jobs on on the table. Basically, um, mm-hmm. let's not yeah, forget and for the,
3: that sounds a little weird. I can't explain yeah. it. Yeah. So what he did, there were there were entities that were trying to have at the at the time Force India wound up immediately, mm-hmm. kill the team, kick them out of F one. That's it. Yeah. What Perez did was put it. Was, you know, he hadn't been paid. His sponsors hadn't g- gotten their return on investment. So he put them in administration and then deliberately did not have them wound up. Right, right. Effectively deadlocked the team with his own sponsors to make sure that they didn't collapse.
2: Yeah. Sergio indeed. Perez did a lot of good for this squad. And it also helps that, like, he makes a case for being king of the midfield. Every single year, we know he's good for the odd podium every now and then. Probably good for one this year, assuming, you know, they don't have to rewrite the whole car. Yeah,
3: Yeah, he was good for one in the first race until, of course, the safety car came out and he was stuck out there on uh, dead tires.
4: Yeah, he, he was one of the few guys that hung out to dry on that strategy. But uh, yeah, look, and we saw it in, in Styria. He was the fastest man on track in the second half of that race. He was gobbling time out of Alex Albon lap on lap and set multiple fastest laps until Hamilton He was quicker actually than Verstappen
3: his... for a portion of that race Yeah, yeah,
4: yeah he was super fast now, I said on Twitter, that was the best he's driven since 2012 Don't get me wrong, it's probably the best car he's had since 2012. <laughs> I
3: think it's the best car he's had, period. After uh, all he did win a championship last year Yeah, so,
4: you know Call it what you will, but the man is super fast. He's he's, he's has, a con- he's a consistently great driver, and more importantly, he, by all accounts, he's a very good bloke. And when he has
3: the equipment under him, he will get the maximum out of that equipment I, every time. Yeah,
4: yeah. And as even as the most heartfelt of Sebastian fans that most people know, I would not. It would not sit right with me if Sebastian took his spot. Because we all know that Lance Stroll's not going anywhere. Like, Uh, but what if Lawrence Stroll becomes
2: his son?
3: You see, that's kind of (laughs) well. There is that
2: (laughs) Sebastian Vettel. You
3: are my new son. There there is the fact that it's not just Lawrence Stroll; it is also other investors who have bought into that team. It is the actual Mm -hmm. Aston Martin brand, of which it's not just Lawrence Stroll who owns it. Yeah, and there's kind of the swirling rumor that. Maybe they will demand that Stroll either be dropped to a reserve role, which actually might be good for him. So that,
1: that or, actually plays a parallel. Cause yeah. just to play devil's advocate, Ooh. if we were looking mm. back at the first year of Alpha Romeo Saber and their lineup of Leclerc and Ericsson, Ericsson got demoted to a reserve driver for Kimi Raikkonen. And Ericsson was Ericsson was the most
3: tenured Sauber driver. Since, since Kubica and Heidfeld, yeah, and had sponsorship, had you know his sponsors had interest in that team. Big money, big money. They were putting in, so,
4: they were putting eight figures a year into that team allegedly. You know, yeah. so.
3: Or I don't think Stroll would get a drive at another team for obvious reasons. I don't need to get into it. No, but at the same time, it could if if the theoretical lineup would be Vettel and Perez with Stroll as a reserve. It's a very strong team. Stroll could learn a lot from those two He
2: yeah. may not learn as much as you would In like the, the back Because it's different from when you could just test and limit it. It's not like when Alonso Was Renault's reserve in 02 It's not like when Massa was Ferrari's reserve in 03 It's but different
1: the thing is that If Lance Stroll Was a reserve He would have the opportunity to race In different categories That I'm he wouldn't series. have as a full time yeah. Formula mm-hmm. 1 driver
3: yeah, we've seen him. He he's was a damn solid sports car driver in his few appearances there.
2: Yeah, like, yeah. we forget he's a Formula 3 champion. We conveniently forget this because drove, daddy's money. Drove with <laughs> Chip Ganassi and, uh, I, th-
0: I Made a good it. account
3: for himself. Yeah, 2016 Rolex 24, and, you know, the car wasn't competitive. Uh, mm. It was a Ligier Honda show that year, but he compared very well to drivers such as Scott Dixon.
1: In the because, same car Just, you know, say they do sign Sebastian Vettel There's mm-hmm. there's no guarantee that would be a long-term deal It could just be two years until the it regulations It could just be change. one and done Yeah, just, you know, like, I think if Vettel signs a deal It's gonna be two years One, mm-hmm. you know, obviously next year Two, first year in the new regulations mm-hmm. If things turn out well, maybe he wants to stay Or maybe he moves on to something <laughs> else Then you have Lance Stroll as a reserve And you just slot him back in Sure.
4: There's, there's yeah. flexibility options here, but uh, I, I still find it like, again, there's been like a civil war on Twitter between Perez fans and Vettel fans, and I'm just like, guys, it can be both. The you know.
2: Mexican government got involved in this. <laughs> yeah, <you laughs> know, I,
3: I agree with you that it would be. As I'm a fan of Vettel. It would be a shame if Perez lost his seat. On the other yeah. side, if it's a Perez Vettel lineup, and yeah. next year, they're still using the W10, whatever letter it will be at that point, um, if they don't get caught up by the uh, protest.
2: If they're Aston Martin, if you're, if you're in if your you first year as a money, factory team, you want to make a splash like that.
3: Yeah, you've got big money behind this team. You have what is clearly a very competent technical core. Mm. Right. Maybe not their own, but whatever. And you
1: have a struggling car company that needs some dope marketing.
3: Yeah, and you've got a great, it's a great marketing prospect coming in with a four time world champion and the king of the midfield is Mm Draplet. And then give Vettel the reins to that car. Do what Ferrari wouldn't do and what Red Bull was very successful doing.
4: The driver is the most important cog. Listen to your drivers. Yeah, like, seriously. If he
3: can if he if he goes into that team and he molds it around himself and really directs them forward and up the grid. Even if they're not say in a championship fight, if he's grabbing podiums and maybe the occasional win out of it, Mercedes mm-hmm. falters. That's that's it's a damn sight better than what he's got a Ferrari right now. Now, and, ain't it? Yeah, I mean and- like. Grab a couple podiums. Racing point could do that this year. It just takes right. well, that right. <laughs> the challenge of a podium's right now. Like Yeah, the car the car on race pace, you know, they qualified like as fucking trash in the rain. Right. But in race mm-hmm. pace, they are legitimately like coming to blows with Red Bull. Even for right. Stappen's Red Bull. Exactly. Like honestly, I think whether
1: Vettel goes to Racing Point might just be in the hands of of F.Y.'s
3: technical department. Yeah, because if, if they're forced to run the RP-19, which had the tub <laughs> from the RP-18, they're probably going to be the worst team in F1.
2: On the other hand, if it all goes to shit and they still get Vettel, they can have him be the anchor of a lineup at Le Mans.
3: Yes, that works. Because again. Oh, wait. They canceled that program.
2: Jeez. Well, they still got the Vantage GT so, or GT3.
1: The good thing about this deal at like him going to racing point, whether their car is, you know, eligible to run or not, they got that massive factory expansion. They already have money set aside to expand their staff. They're set. They're yeah, they're a team on the upswing. Yeah.
4: Yeah, And that's always a good thing. I love um, it. There's a lot that there, there were so many people out there that argued about Carlos Signs maybe it was a it was the right call for him to stay with McLaren over Ferrari. This is back at the end of twenty nineteen because they thought McLaren was on the up and up. Um there is an argument you could you could make on that, certainly.
3: Well and right um, now, and I didn't mention this in the last episode when we talked about the race, but Ferrari's only gonna be allowed Ferrari's stuck with this car for this year. If they can't fix it, then they're hosed for twenty twenty one. Not mm-hmm. unless
2: they tank for yeah. aero concessions next year and the year after Even that. if they, <laughs> Yeah, but if you've got correlation issues in your
3: wind tunnel, it doesn't matter how much CFD time you've got. Right. Well, yeah. Trust the process, their engine. Cam. There's a rumor right now that their engine, as a result of the closing of the loophole in the FIA deal, is 40 to 45 horsepower off of Freaking for
4: L. Ooh, now, 50 horsepower? 50 horsepower. And the thing
3: is, and the thing
1: is about that point, the rules may be changing in 2022, but the engine formula isn't. They're stuck yes. with that engine until the next time the engine's rules so change in say. maybe 2025. Yeah. They They're gonna have to one... do what
2: Renault does and did at the in the V8 era when they were down on horsepower and beg for concessions.
3: Yeah, and look look where that got them. Oh boy! But that's the thing. They get one upgrade this off season, one upgrade one upgrade this season. After that. And then they're stuck. Now this set them back, and one thing to keep in mind in F1, and it's the reason why we're getting concessions on the aero side. Everyone is working at the same pace, and in terms of these four engine manufacturers, they both, all four of them, well, maybe not Renault, thanks Carlos, they all have an endless well of resources to pump into this. They're not right. just going to slow down. Ferrari, if they can't make the Big leaps that they were able to make in 2015 and then 2018 and 2019, they're never gonna get even close to the podium again. They could have the right. best car in the world. Horsepower, when it's drivable, is free lap time. You're missing 50 horsepower's worth of free lap time. Mm-hmm
4: so yeah, that's the situation again. If we get anything more on that, we'll let you know. Um, there was a very awkward press conference we had today with uh, Sergio and Lance there, sitting there talking about the situation. Sergio you know, made it public that yes, he's been in contact with other teams because uh, they, they, I think they kind of know the writing might be on the wall here, and they might be looking for yeah. Checo to go elsewhere. Haas,
2: Haas and,
3: and Alfa Romeo. If I'm Haas, sign yeah, him and get that get helmet's money. <laughs> yeah.
2: Get that Telmet's money.
3: Right. Yeah. Um, so more on that
4: as we get it. One more piece of interesting F1 news in the in the interim. We're going to Mugello, everybody.
2: All right. We can't go there for bikes, but we'll go there for cars for the inaugural Tuscany Grand Prix. One thousand,
4: because it's because it's Ferrari's one thousandth Grand Prix if this calendar <laughs> holds up.
1: Have fun can't with wait that. for that not to backfire. <laughs>
4: Oh, there's no way it'll backfire. Yeah,
3: wait. We've got we've got them and potentially Emma on the cars. We've got three tracks of oh, disappointment. All in Italy. All with Ferrari having by an order of magnitude the slowest car in a straight line <laughs> in F1. <laughs> on the
4: tra- on the tracks,
3: one overtaking spot.
4: Yeah, because uh, Mugello, it is a technical masterclass of, of a track. It's a great bike track. It's everything, everything, everything about this screams this is going to suck for bikes. and for, for cars, for cars, oh, oh, Sorry, it's my great for bikes. Oh, for, for bikes, bikes it's oh my amazing. god! For you know how pissed off I am that we're we're, we're getting a, a Formula One race at Majella and not a MotoGP race on one of the blue ribbon events on the calendar for MotoGP. The, god this is man. the upgrade.
3: This is the upgrade, and then fuck, go back, meme. Yeah, <laughs> no, 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 no. I do
1: not oh, want this.
2: Oh, and uh, also the Russian Grand Prix is so on the calendar for September 27th. But. They're planning to have vital. fans back for so, that.
1: Yeah, uh, that's the big part of that story. Oh. That fans will attend the Russian Grand Prix. Oh, are they crazy? Flatty.
3: Um, yes. Moving on, <laughs> they are crazy.
2: <laughs> Vladimir Putin,
4: as you do. <laughs> so yeah. Also, again, big rumblings that that'll be the next set of races announced. It could be a triple header. Um, in the month of October, potentially the return of Hockenheim, whose stock has never been higher as a racetrack. Uh, maj- like, Bring back general.
3: the drag strip of poor judgment. Right. Um, as Hockenheim
1: as Meinheim. Indeed. Um, there's talk that Imola <laughs> will be back
3: after
4: the FIA gave its grade one status back. There is big talk about about Imola being back. Maybe even early rumours um, as uh, as, as as uh, maybe early as tomorrow, as the time of recording on July sixteenth, about this coming back. Um, so that's a possibility, and also Portemau potentially being on the calendar now. This like, wanna oh, I want to see with our podcast.
2: I've been wanting I it for years. I don't know about this. Indeed.
3: <laughs> <laughs> why? Why are you questioning, Camp? <laughs> There's a lot of things to question about this year. Man, F1 2020's track selection really didn't age well, now did it? Nope. (laughs) But at least we got Hanoi! Yep,
1: Yep. Codemasters have already confirmed that no additional tracks will be added to F1 2020. Codemasters,
3: genius at play.
1: (laughs) That's that's some bullshit. Um,
4: (laughs) Can I interject with a little bit of breaking news real quick out of World Superbikes?
2: Yes, uh, this is the point where Motorsport 101 becomes Bike Live.
4: <laughs> yeah, we got Holy this. Holy shit! We got this breaking news as of yesterday. Um, Leon Cami gone from the Barney Racing Ducati team. Our oh, man, your, our favorite rider for hire, is gone. Um, allegedly, it is to do with fitness issues and persistent injury concerns, which Eesh. is ironic. Which is ironic, he given a, on so... Bike Live, he used to name him as the Ambulance Chaser. Um, turns out <laughs> yeah. Camille, according to Barney, has been in the ambulance himself too many times, which is just... Uh, yeah, Yeah, Camier had a
3: lot of injuries last year.
4: Yeah, people, I, I don't think people realise just how much wear and tear he had. According to Odie Barstow at Crash.net... Um, it's long-standing shoulder injuries. He apparently he's been battling fitness issues for more than a year since a crash at Imola, where he was hit by a stricken bike, crashed up by a rider ahead, left him with a serious <sighs> shoulder injury. Only returned to for the final few rounds. That yeah, was a nasty accident, Jesus. Uh, Camion, nonetheless, sourced scour- the promising deal with top privateer team Barney Giacati. <laughs> Pardon me. Um, those are the guys that had Michael Rubin-Rinaldi last year, in case you're wondering. Um, however, a crash in postseason testing prompted another shoulder injury, necessitating two rounds of surgery before Kamiya was forced to withdraw from the opening round over fitness concerns, when he then couldn't take up his place on the bike as recently as June because he couldn't get comfortable wow. on the Ducati Panagadi V4R. Barney followed through and cancelled his contract. Um, Despite the sorry situation, the 2009 British Superbike Champion maintains this isn't the end of his racing career, and has vowed to use the time away to come back stronger. Quote, it is a very unfortunate situation for both the team and me. I want to be fair to Barney. He's a great guy with lots of passion, and he believed in me at the end of last year, despite me coming back from injury. Like a bad twist of fate, I again picked up a shoulder injury. Not the same as the last year, but a different issue. Crashing on the Ducati last year during testing in Aragon, Barney stuck with me 100% and in Phillip Island he never put pressure on me to ride and put my health as a first priority when it was too early to come back. During the off time, due to the COVID-19 situation, I gave the shoulder the rest it needed, and as always, in close consultation with my doctors, I restarted training and got my body fitness at the highest level again. I didn't really feel the shoulder anymore, also rode Supermotard without any problem, but at the Masano test end of June again, I started to feel the shoulder. According to the medical experts, the situation is now different from before, there seems no structural problem like last year, I'm continuing tests and it just seems like a nerve or muscle is trapped and is expected to Be solved by dedicated physiotherapy. My doctor is confident that all can be fine for her. F, but I can understand it's difficult for the team and their sponsors to to again have trust in a medical opinion. While in the last seven months, the prediction was not accurate. We found a mutual set agreement for a settlement that gives the team opportunity to enter a replacement rider and me the opportunity to focus on a full recovery without the time pressure of an upcoming test or race. However unfortunate it may be, injuries are part of our sport. I wish Barney and the guys all the best. For me, it's time to get fully fit again. My God, what a classy statement from Leon Kamia. Jesus Christ, he had no business being as nice as he was there. Um, yeah. And I didn't. I, again, I, I openly hold my hands up. I didn't admit. I did not know it was as it was as serious as that, where he basically Jeez. wasn't fully fit for a calendar year. I mean, Yikes. that's uh, that's crazy. Um, like I said, we love Kamia on this show. He we, we we nickname him for good reason. We love we love in that here. Um, wish him the speedy recovery and hope he gets a ride for next season, or again maybe even in this season, because it's been it's been quite the silly uh, season antics we've had. Obviously, we mentioned Michael Vandermark last week, um and uh, we mentioned uh, again this week. Uh, well, by the way, replacing Leon Camier at the Barney team, Marco Melandri is coming out of retirement. He's recitement. back.
3: He's <laughs> back.
4: Yeah, uh, the, the veteran Italian, quote, ready to cause a big surprise as he gets ready to uh, return to racing. And I'm like, yes. In the context,
3: in the context of Marco Melandri, that's a scary thing. <laughs>
4: Marco Melandri
3: doesn't give a shit. He's five foot five of pure anger. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I say, are, we, are we? Are we just gonna have just every bike in the gravel? Is that gonna be the surprise?
4: I, I, oh, you leave I'd Marco alone.
3: <laughs>
4: I will not be tolerating, Marco.
3: I like Marco, but god damn, that needs to chill.
4: He's a nutter, uh, but we love him for that. He's 37 years old now, and he's going to be on a Panagarde V4R with the Barney team at the end of the season. He said, quote, speaking about the uh, shock comeback, Melandry said, the situation was quite surreal. In normal conditions, I never thought I'd come back. Then it seemed like fate shows me. This long and quiet period has regenerated me and made me slip away all the negative things I was focusing on before. A Chicati will do that to you. Then one by one, almost incredible (laughs) situations lined up. Not having had the chance to ride the, the Panagardi V4R was a regret, and now the opportunity is there on the Barney Racing Team's bike, there are shower suspensions and since MotoGP's GP's period, I've always felt great with those products. It's going to be a championship with only six rounds, all in Europe on tracks that I like, so it's going to be a limited and time-focused effort. If there was anyone who could convince me to come back, it was Marco Barbo I think the Barney team is the right team for me, a small family where there is a desire to grow, but also to have fun working with passion. I'm aware that I have a winning bike and the best components because of that. Uh, I would also like to thank Claudio Domenicali, Paolo Giabatti, Gigi Delinia, and the entire Ducati team for this opportunity. Oh, like man, it. that's going to be fun. <laughs> I like
2: it. I like this a lot. I do that's too. That's going to be fun. Superbikes is, gonna... is back next week, right? It is indeed.
4: Next week it is back. I, I can't remember where, though. I think it's at. Uh, Bikes. I, w- I are... want to say it's at. F- oh, yeah we are coming back heref July 31st so not next week the week after well two well, blacks will be back with uh around hereef back to back week after August. next yeah yeah, so, yeah
2: Porto uh
4: then Aragon on August 30th um then we're going double the Aragon yeah double Aragon August 30th and September 6th. Um, Catalunya makes its return to the uh, World Superbike calendar on September 20th, and the final two races will be at Magnicor on October 4th. There are still possibilities of an Argentinian round on October 11th, uh, a round as well, possibly at Misano on November 8th. And there's still possibilities of adding Assen, Donington and Qatar back on the calendar later. Again, mm. allegedly July 31st is the deadline for that. So we'll know in the next couple of weeks as to whether, you know, they get added or back onto the calendar or not. So stay tuned on that. We also got to talk while we're, while we're here in Walter Bucks, You might as well talk about another big one. Um...
2: World Super Sport.
4: Uh, World Super Sport, because uh, this one caused a few shockwaves, mostly because of the statement involved Randy Krimenacker quitting his role um, with the MV Augusta World Super Sport team. Um, you might remember them as the team that had Raffaele De Rosa score a lot of solid podium finishes. We, we were all rooting for him in in what we called the Yamaha 600 Cup uh, last season. <laughs> um, Rafaeli Rosa much. was on the MV, and we all rooted for Rafaeli Rosa. And uh, Kriminakis joined there this season and quit. Um, I'll read out the the uh, statement, and uh, this is uh, this is this is crazy to say the least. I- Quote uh, on the press release. Randy Krumanaka will not continue the 2020 season with MV Augusta Reparto Corsa. With this press release, rider Randy Krumanaka confirmed his intention to dissolve his contract with MVRC due to serious Ooh. breaches on the part of the company that compromise both the rider's performance as well as his professionalism, reputation, and personal integrity.
0: That's just the first Ooh. paragraph.
4: Um... Krimanaka has sent the company formal notification in which all the reasons leading to his decision are clearly outlined. Krimanaka has also moved to inform the competent bodies responsible for verifying any technical irregularities. The Supersport 600 World Championship title holder has reached this difficult decision after having carefully evaluated the risks involved in dissolving the agreement on one hand and the values for which he has always stood, personally and professionally speaking, on the other. Randy Krimanaka stated... This is not a pleasant situation and I never wanted any of this. The aim was to fight for the world title once more, but unfortunately the foundations needed to move ahead with the project of MV Augusta are not there. I have had to take this decision in order to preserve my moral and professional integrity, as well as my safety. Throughout
3: (laughs) This is like, this is like fucking this is like Andrea Moda shit.
4: Right. (laughs) Throughout my career I've always tried to do the right thing given it my all in any situation even the most challenging but there th- th- this time there was only one decision I could make I could say more about my motives at this time but, but further details will be communicated in due course um t- yeah um yeah. a crazy statement mv augusta you know? uh, has uh, since responded a couple of days ago um Basically saying, and I, I hang on, I'm just gonna, I'm just going to uh, disable my ad blocker because uh, GP1 doesn't like it when you have an ad blocker on their site. Thanks a bunch, fudders. Um, uh, yeah, the team, like the team, came out with this press release of three days ago. Um, in this regard, the the team said this: MVRC SRL, which participates in the Super Sport World Championship with the MV Augusta Reparto Corsa brand, in concession of use by MV Augusta, took note with amazement. Of the unilateral press what? release issued by Mr. Kriminacker. The accusations shit, made by man. Mr. Kriminacker to MVRC are without any foundation. For this reason, MCRV has uh, given a mandate to its lawyers to protect their interests, image, and reputation seriously affected by the initiatives of Mr. Kriminacker. End of statement. This is... In other words, we're gonna need Lawyer to, uh, Up. We're going to go,
3: we're gonna need to make our own beef history segment. Yeah, in other words, <sighs> Lawyer Up. Lawyer Up. This is going to be a spicy exchange. Just the, the language they're using. Oh, dear. Um, th- when, this is when, heated. W- when a rider considers it morally bankrupt to not throw the team under the bus... It's something
4: really wrong. Yeah, his chief engineer even said, I'm disappointed and surprised at Randy's decision. And that was a statement released today. Um, and that Krimanaka said it was the team's fault that this has not happened, not the brand itself. Um, so, so uh, um, uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, heated, shall we say, uh, on that one. just the three of us okay. we can we're make early. it if we try we were just wrapping up the kriminaka section i believe and I was talking about malandry yep. coming back as well so i will quickly explain via editor's note what happened um and then we'll go into the <laughs> do, Moto do gp you? section yeah
3: we, we, should, we need to play the uh the technical difficulties <laughs>
1: yeah, dude, due to 2012 it. due to 2020 related reasons <laughs> yeah <laughs>
4: perfect i'll, I'll lead him with good. that uh okay right. one sec as, as ryan king said due to 2020 related reasons <laughs> uh as we now call this nickname the corona cord uh, sadly, RJ, o- RJ O'Connell had a power cut at his house right at the point of recording he just got up to right here. Sadly, his own internet is still down, but he gave us his blessing to finish the show without him. Chris also had to go off um, and set up his next set of 50 memes for the Discord, so it is just me, King, and Cam to close out the show. Sorry about that. Um, but, uh, <laughs> yes. Um... Let's wrap this up a little bit. We got we got a little bit of things to talk about in the news section, real quick. Let's talk about MotoGP first and foremost. And after literal some weeks of waiting, it was finally made official. polar Spagaro will be driving for Repsol Honda next year. Oh
3: boy, the worst kept secret in MotoGP.
4: Yes. Um. So, uh, but
3: this wait, was. There's more. There's more. Because we... obviously. One, Mr. Alex Marquez. Well, you don't necessarily want to piss off Mark too much, so he's going to LCR. Lovely. But he's taking Cal Crutchlow's seat to do it. Yeah, and Cal Crutchlow is uh, none too pleased.
4: Ooh. Uh, Yeah, Cal threw his toys out of the pram a little bit. He doesn't think that uh, he should be the one to lose his seat to Alex Marquez, and that the Polo Spagaro signing was a mistake by Repsol Honda, because, you know, signing one of the best riders in the world in your team is a bad idea.
3: Um, <laughs> yeah, in I fact, mean, Honda, um, Honda went out of their way to offer him a World Superbike ride, and he said, absolutely not, fuck off. Yeah, because it, it's, it's,
4: there's there's heavy rumors going around that Cal Crutchlow is uh, going to be heading to Aprilia. Um, instead to, uh, to, to take a pretty, sweet, sweet rebuild money. Um, we all know why. Yeah. It's, uh, Hey, if the hype regarding that bike is anything like they're predicting, um, that might end up being quite a smart move down the road, but we'll have to wait and see. I mean, thoughts on this in general, fellas, is this, is this the right move? Is it worth potentially pissing Mark off? You know, I, I think I w-
3: it's the I think it's the right move at the wrong time because this is what they should have done in the first place.
1: Yeah, if they if they let off with this, it probably would not have it would it would not have ended up
3: like this. It would be a non-story, like oh, we've got a, a rookie coming into the satellite team on factory equipment, and we signed Paul to replace Lorenzo. Instead, you you're replacing Alex, who is very close to his brother, who is. <laughs> The only reason Honda is doing anything.
1: Right. And, again, Alex Mark is still going to be at Honda for this season.
3: Yeah. And before you even turn a wheel in anger, you kick him down to LCR. Oof. It feels like... I know you put in your uh, written article. It feels like the same arrogance that cost Honda Valentino Rossi. And boy, did Valentino make him pay. He did indeed winning 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 the Yamaha factory their
4: first championship in years and four in the space of six years. Um, yeah, it's
3: uh, Alberto a, has no chill.
4: No, this is this is this is a power play from Alberto. Puig. Like, make no mistake about what this is. He doesn't want Mark Marquez completely running this shit. I think this is a move that says, "I'm still the boss around here, sunshine." And
3: to which yeah. Mark can say. I'm the only reason you're winning. Bye. It's like
4: it's it's I almost like it's a, it's a king's ransom here. Pardon the pun, Ryan. But uh, like it's it's <laughs> like Mark Marquez knows he's the only reason that Honda are competitive and are at the top of the field right now. Puig knows that you know it's the classic arrogance of well, I think Honda's great. I run this team, and we can win without you. Um, so much so we're gonna we're gonna risk pissing you off so we can demote your brother. For Polar Spargaro. Now, don't get me wrong. On paper, this is the better move for Repsol Honda. Polar Spargaro is an excellent bad bike rider. We've mentioned this numerous times on this show, but I'm not sure he was worth the risk over dropping Alex Marquez. Um,
3: you know. So it, that's that's it. It's it's really risky, unnecessarily Extremely. risky, and and as we saw in testing all the all the concern about Marquez being injured and the Honda being so unrideable he can't make it work what does he do he's the only rider in the 137s and the only Honda anywhere right so yeah
4: it's it's putting all your eggs in one basket and then setting the basket on fire because it's like You've made all this effort it's to my make best, it Marquez's. I can do what I want with it. Yeah, it's like it's like you've made it Marquez's team and then you're like, But actually sorry, it's not your team, Mark. Um uh, we're gonna sack your brother without even him having even having ridden the bike in anger yet. It's it's a puzzling, like,
3: needlessly risky move as far as I'm concerned. It's just typical Alberto now, isn't it? More or less I And mean, this is the guy who this is the guy who shoved Hayden out of the team when Nicky Hayden defeated Valentino Rossi in his prime and then is like, oh yeah, we're gonna build the whole bike around Pedrosa we're not giving you any real input oh, oh shit, Uh, the the bike is terrible Uh, the 21-2 is terrible I don't get it
4: yeah, I don't get it either. It's a very strange. We're not going to talk about this one too much because we've 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 kind of alluded to it on previous shows, but that is official. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we're going to see some interesting dialogue between Mark Marquez's team and the alleged breaking of nepotism we've just yeah, I seen.
3: Suppose, I suppose. I suppose the good thing here is that he's going to be on full factory equipment. That's been established. Mm. Yeah. And it's probably going to be less pressure on Alex competing for LCR rather than the full fat uh, factory team. Right But then why put him in the factory team in the first place
4: Yeah like because don't get me wrong Alex Marquez and LCR is probably a good fit It's probably where he should have been in the first place But uh, you don't bring a guy Up in desperation and then chop him On to the satellite team Without even him taking part in a Single race like that's Even KTM were like we're going to give Like a little of two full seasons like,
2: mm-hmm.
4: like You know it's just the classy thing to do As far as I'm concerned so props to KTM where that's concerned. Um, also, my news story, again, this one was kind of predictable. Frankie Morbidelli is back at SRT and the Patronus team for another two years, signed an extension a couple of days ago. No real surprises from anyone in the room here. Um, Patronus um, love this man. Um, they've, they've openly said now Fabio's gone, they're building the team around him. Um, even with Valentino Rossi, who said today as a time of recording during the first test um he's 99 percent sure he's going to SRT they've just got to iron out the last kinks allegedly it'll be announced when they race in Austria um early August um so look out for that around that sort of time um but uh yeah it is it is all but confirmed that Rossi and Morbidelli will be the SRT Patronus team in 2021 and that'll be Valentino Rossi returning for his twenty-fifth year in World Championship racing. Good Lord, a, <laughs> a, a, a a a literal generation of Valentino Rossi. Christ
3: Almighty, that is uh... a compete compete in three different decades. That's. It, yeah, right,
4: it's, it's funny we didn't even mention that. That Lewis Hamilton this weekend became the first man to. Only the second man ever to win a race in three different decades as well. 2000s, 2010s, and 2020s. Um, only Jack Brabham has, has matched that. I think 60s, 70s, 80s. Um, so that's a, that's a little fun fact of the day for you. This,
3: it's uh, gonna be, for, for Rossi, it's going to be three different decades in MotoGP in the top flight.
1: Yeah. Christ. In top flight. Motorcycle race. Remember, the
4: man debuted in the top flight in 2000. <laughs> like, it's going to be year 20 in the top flight for Valentino Rossi, which is just. It's, it's mind numbing. That'll be his age 42 season. Um, and yeah, what a man. Um, yeah, we mentioned a little bit as well. Cal Crucciolo most likely going to Aprilia. Um,. How did a pretty luck into a situation when they might have Alicia Spargo and Cal Crutchlow next year? I will never know. Um, Dirty Ian, pissed hot. <laughs> we are waiting on the Court of Opposition for Sport case on that one. We do know that Bradley Smith will, um, again, will uh, will ride that bike for at least the first two rounds. Um, in GP, maybe more depending on when this Court of Arbitration for Stork case comes out, they are seeing cases again now, they have reopened hence the Man City decision you may have seen in football a, f- a few days ago, so uh, stay tuned on that, I don't think we'll be too far away from an answer on Ian Oni's future, but yeah, it's looking like Cal Crutchlow going over there, and Alicia Spargo and Cal Crutchlow, very experienced team, and uh, whew, that's a big one um, that could be interesting uh, you could do a lot worse um, on for, for factory team lineups than Alicia Sparov and cow Crutchlow certainly um, formula e, real quick um, oh there's, there's been a a couple of driver swaps um, talking about this now. We mentioned um, Sam Bird was uh, leaving to go to Jaguar, um, which was a bit of a, a shock waiver in, in formulary to say the least. Um, Virgin have already announced a replacement king, and it's, uh, it's it's a spicy meatball.
1: Yes, it is one Nick Cassidy. Ooh.
3: RJ isn't here right now, but he is screaming in joy in the distance. <laughs> Big Dick Nick, as he was christened on the show. Um good signing.
1: Yeah, it is somewhat surprising from perspective of like Formula E. Yeah, it's out of left field. Like he did test for this team in the Formula E rookie test, but like the Formula E rookie test isn't necessarily for people who are definitely going to be in Formula E. They clearly Uh, like what they saw yep and they decided, hey let's get the Super Formula champion now that we we lost Sam Bird it it sort of has been overshadowed by uh, his fellow countrymen parting ways with his Formula E team as <laughs> you know breaking news that that Brendan Hartley and Dragon are no longer, uh, <laughs> no longer under contract with each other. Can racing uh, companies
4: please stop dumping Brendan Hartley, please? Uh, Come on.
3: <laughs> he's got he's got a he's got a Toyota WEC drive, whatever that's worth, but which... still <laughs> And I don't, I don't again joke. it's it's effective
1: immediately, meaning that Tracking will have to find someone with Berl- someone
3: for Berlin. mean you're going to have to find someone to work under Jay Penske? (laughs) (sighs) Has
4: there been any reasoning given for this sudden release yet?
1: Nope. Kind of. He's been given the uh, Futures Endeavors treatment from Jay Penske where quote, the quote he gave to the redacted, uh, Jay Pensky. I want to thank Brendan for all his efforts and I wish him success in his future endeavors he has been immensely helpful in the development of our power and overall program
3: that doesn't seem like Jay got rid of him <laughs> so oof I'm curious to see who they put in that seat. Yeah. Mm.
1: But, uh, Dragon refused to comment on the situation despite what Jay Petsky said.
3: So so the team owner commented, but the team refuses
1: to comment. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Doesn't but, make any sense. You'll have to see it. And the fact that, uh, like, Dragon are looking for a replacement uh, despite <laughs> Berlin being less than a month away. uh, <laughs> It's, it's very strange. Very, very strange. Oof, indeed. Again,
4: we don't know enough right now. If we do get anything on next week's show, we will let you know. Um actually kind of gutted on this one now that no, RJ's not here because we were going to let him speak about Super GT for a bit as well and sadly he's not around anymore. I'm sure RJ uh, if, like, you have my full permission, if you want to talk about Super GT for a bit, you can do so in post-production. No one will mind. <laughs> um, but the week ahead, let's let, let's talk about what we've got, we got looking forward to. We have the Hungarian Grand Prix in Formula 1. Uh, looking forward to another Hamilton curb stomping on arguably his best track. So um, t- so yeah, not, not fun uh, um, on that one. But hey, who knows? It is Hungry. There are teasings of thunderstorms on Sunday.
3: So, uh, Oh boy, and... so he's going to be, instead of being six tenths clear, he's going to be over a second
2: clear. Whoa. Great!
4: No, 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 I can't believe I'm saying this. Hungry, please stay dry. Like, <laughs> please, please please <laughs> and, don't rain.
1: Stay dry, Dennis. While RJ might not be here this weekend is Mm -hmm. Super GT season opener at Fuji Speedway. And guess what? Everyone listening to this has an opportunity to watch the race because it's going to be available for free on YouTube thanks to the race. Uh, Formerly
3: known as Nismo TV. Yeah,
1: Super GT has come home. Super yeah. yeah. Come on. Thank
3: God for that. We're actually going to get live <laughs> coverage with competent commentary. For
1: Don't know race. that part yet. Don't know that
3: part yet. Ooh. <laughs> please. Let's not push it now. <laughs> um, IMSA Sabring, but not the twelve hours. Instead, we are getting the Cadillac Grand Prix of Sabring. I think it's going to be pretty similar format to the Daytona race, and um. Very minor BOP changes, so LOL Mazda wins. (laughs) LOL Mazda wins. (laughs) So, uh... And we get NASCAR. Please don't chant racial slurs from the stands. Please
4: don't. Sadly, unfortunately, no promises. Um, And... And, uh, Just want
3: to uh, also um, talk about Someone who we're all uh, a fan of here Catherine Leg, was injured in a crash mm. uh, Over the week Has a, um, I believe had surgery today On a broken leg Please no jokes in the peanut gallery Along with a uh, severely sprained wrist mm. um, Catherine Leg is a phenomenal driver And a great personality And we all uh, Hope for a quick recovery for her Indeed, speedy one to Catherine Legg, we love her on this
4: show, I still remember that Delta Ring run at Daytona and just how frigging awe-inspiring it was to see a woman steal the MVP of that race. And uh, make a lot of people take notice. We love Catherine Leg here. Um, the very first race brief I ever did was about Catherine Leg, and uh, so I always have a little marquee for that one. Um, we stand Catherine here, all the best, um, and again, we wish her a speedy recovery. Uh, and yeah, MotoGP, of course, is back as well, the first of its doubleheader at Jaref. Um, tends to be a Spanish dominated track. All signs apparently lead to Marquez still being the man to beat. We'll have to wait and see. Who knows? Maybe Fabio Mild shock. Mild shock, uh, as they would say. So, yeah, as as we're recording this, uh, MotoGP bikes will be back in official capacity tomorrow for FP1. So, uh, yeah, best luck to everybody involved. I hope everybody stays safe. Um, And, yeah, again, good to to see some racing again. Um, So, I think that'll just about do it for us on this doubleheader places you can find us one more time youtube.com forward slash motorsport 101 facebook.com same slash line same ending uh people you can find us on twitter at motorsport underscore 101 our personal handles at harrison 101 hd at ryan eric king at c buckley 917 um uh at Cedar the as well and at rj o'connell thanks as always buddy for, for putting these together um uh, and a, a website, motorsport101.com. New blogs on there as well. And again, if you like to back us financially, you can on Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash motorsport101. Um, $5 gets you early access to all of our shows. 10 bucks gets you into the supporters club of our Discord server, where you can listen to these shows live as they go out. Uh, thanks to everybody that chipped in. Thanks to everyone that was watching as well. We'll be back next week to break down the Hungarian Grand Prix. MotoGP's returning her F. More NASCAR, a bunch of other good stuff as well. And, of course, the IndyCar doubleheader at Iowa as well. So a lot of motorsport to get through. It's going to be f- coming through thick and fast with two Cs in the coming weeks. But until then, I've been Andre Harrison. They've been Cam Buckley, Chris Hardy, Ryan King, and RJ O'Connell. Catch you guys next week. Sayonara.
0: Bye. More sports cars.